this is a, a wine drinking cup which was made in Athens about 500 BC. Um, it, it's an odd sort of shape, you might think, for a cup. You'll look something rather deeper, and uh, naturally, if you drink from something like this, you're quite likely to spill quite a bit of it down you. They didn't seem to worry too much about that. The Greeks drank their wine with quite a lot of water in it. I imagine quite a lot was sloshing about. But it is, it, it is an odd shape, admittedly, and even the shape itself tells us something quite interesting about Greeks and their habits of drinking. Because if you take the basic shape itself, just the shallow bowl. That is originally an oriental shape, an eastern shape, sort of thing the Assyrians and the Syrians used, and they used them in, in metal. The Greeks copied that shape, but the Greeks didn't like just the whole cup without any foot to it. They added handles and they added a foot. So you finish up with this shape, which is oriental in central, and then turned into a Greek cup. And this is a very interesting sort of um, cultural difference between east and west in the in the, in the West, in the Mediterranean world, you liked cups with handles and feet. In the East, you had smaller bowls on the whole without handles and feet. And you, it's, it's uh, the difference between drinking beer and spirits, as you might say. And it remains true for centuries because a Chinese teacup doesn't have handles and a saucer. As soon as it gets to Britain, you start adding handles and saucers and things like that. So this is a, a, a big cultural difference, which is illustrated in its way even in this little cup. Well, you add the handles, you add the foot. It's done in clay, a very, very fine clay indeed. This is so thin, the potting of this is, is quite exquisite. And the decoration is done in what is called red figure. That is to say the figures look red because this is the natural colour of the clay and the outline is drawn around them and then the background is filled in without very much in the way of added colour, occasional little inscription perhaps. And in this case, of course, you've got a young man who's going along actually holding a wine cup in his hand and holding it in the safest way that you can, in other words, under the foot, uh, rather than by the handles, which is, uh, could be a little bit dangerous even in antiquity, and it's certainly not encouraged in, in museums today. The, 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 the drawing itself is very careful indeed and exquisite. And given that many hundreds, indeed thousands, of these have been preserved. You can, by comparison of the drawing, begin to work out groups and hands and dates, and by looking at the profile, say, well, that must have been made by the same man who did that one. Once in a while you actually get a signature, but that's pretty rare. But this study of the artist by the way he draws is one which Sir John Beasley had developed uh, more than 100 years ago, produced great lists which are generally accepted as being absolutely right and a proper reflection of the artistic behaviour and groups and artists' work in the um, Potter's Quarter of Athens in the mainly 6th, 5th and 4th centuries BC. So there's an enormous amount one can learn about this, about art, about, about drawing, about behaviour in the, uh, the, the Greek symposium, and even if you wanted to, I don't think I could demonstrate it here though, about games, because one of the games they played in the symposium was so-called kotobos, where you lift a little bit of wine in the cup, you held the cup by, I wouldn't know, by a thing, and you swung it round and then shot it at your neighbour so that you, you, you drenched him with the lees of the wine. <coughs> and this is what this sort of cup lends itself to rather well, a flat cup like this, where you've only got to spin it round, then tip it, and, and all the contents get um, shot over to somebody else. 
So there's a great deal in the background of this, quite apart from being an art object which you can put into a museum and sell for quite a lot of, large, lot of money on, on the market, which it can remind us about ordinary behaviour of, of Greeks at home. They weren't desperately expensive, these things. A lot of time and trouble went into making them, but uh, clay vases were, were very common, obviously not as expensive as, as, as silver ones, but on the whole, silver ones weren't decorated as fancily as this. You don't get the variety of decoration that you get on these. So a, a fairly simple like, object like this can tell us quite a lot, or remind us of quite a lot about, in the long run, even Greeks' relations with the East, more closely Greek behaviour, in their, in their dining rooms, their manners of drinking and general conduct with each other.